0: Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious.
1: Hello and welcome to issue 161 of Marvelicious Toys. This is Marjorie.
2: This is Arnie and this is justin and we are bringing you a special episode this week taking a look at the onslaught wave of marvel legends and before we get there i just do want to give everyone a reminder of our PodBeam crowdfunding a big shout out to everyone who's gone over there and pledged be it one dollar be it ten dollars however much you've pledged thank you so much for your support and anyone who enjoys this show and wants to see more bonus episodes like this one There's a link from our homepage, and there's a ton of kick-ass rewards. So far, Marjorie's box of Stoof has gone unclaimed.
1: Yeah, and I've got some really awesome stuff in this box, and I'm just going to say that one of the items involves psychiatric research.
2: And I guarantee that the value of each box of Stoof will be at least $20 retail, so you're not going to just get some pocket lint.
1: No, no, you're going to get fun stuff.
2: And the rest goes to the show. It's good stoof. And you get something with an umlaut. How many umlauts have you had in your life? This is your chance. It might be your only chance to get an umlaut.
3: A legitimate umlaut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but now we have been promising this for a couple of shows. We are getting ready to look at some new Marvel legends. Initially, it was going to be the Absorbing Man Build-A-Figure Wave. Marjorie and I did actually find a Spider-Gwen in Walmart.
1: That was amusing, and I apologize to people who had toys rain upon their head.
3: (laughs) It was on the top shelf. I had a little climbing to do. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's still a hard-to-find figure. I keep seeing shipments of that wave hitting stores while I'm anxiously waiting for, for mine to show up so we can review them. But yeah, that one is never there. She's always gone. I see a lot of... Spider-Man hanging around and Speed Demon. Oh, wait, and New Beetle, too. I see her quite a bit as well. Oh, yes, yes.
2: Actually, I have had good luck. They may not be everywhere, but I've had good luck finding every figure. But this was my first time to see a Spider-Gwen
3: on the pegs.
1: Yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen one in the wild as well. Doesn't it give
3: you a good feeling, though? Like, regardless of if she's worth anything more, like, doesn't it give you a good old-school feeling to find something that's hard to find at the store?
1: It does, because I've been going around to the Walmarts in town and making checks about twice a week for more of these figures. And I feel like the people are starting to look at me funny when I walk in Walmart, but haven't been able to find it. And then we find it somewhere either in Indiana or Ohio. I'm not even sure which at this point.
2: But since you are waiting for yours, we're going to take a look at... Wave two of this year, we just will go non-chronologically. Consider this like a Tarantino podcast series.
1: We're just following
3: Hasbro's packaging numbering.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Same logic.
3: (laughs) But this is the wave that's tying into the coming
2: very soon Captain America Civil War. Now, this is our first time looking at 2016's Legends, and the packaging has once again undergone an iteration It's back in blue.
1: (laughs) I like it, though. I like the blue on the black. It's really nice.
3: Yeah, I dig it as far as being able to see different collections on the pegs. That's kind
2: of nice compared to, again, how the Spider-Man one is. My issue with it is that this is the look for the entire line, and it really just feels like this shouldn't be called the Legend series so much as, like, the Midnight Collection. marvel (laughs) legends midnight rendezvous i mean it's not just the front being black and the sides having this blue shade of character i'm kind of used to that you turn around to the photos on the back it's like it's mood lighting
3: (laughs) (laughs) now to be fair that's just for this series because the spider-man ones out there went back to red Right, but they still
2: kind of had a bit of a darker red to it, and the pictures on the back still were a little bit more dramatic.
3: Well, yeah, they've added a cloud background type of thing, so it's like misty behind the characters now, and it does. It gives it a little bit more of a studio feel. means we have to up our game, Justin. That's right. We're going to have to start getting smoke machines and strobe lights.
2: I thought I was doing fancy with the turntable.
3: (laughs) That's so 2015. <laughs> I do like that it's a different color blue. It's a little bit of a darker, deeper blue than the previous cap line. that seemed more of a, a springy blue. Yeah, what, I, what
2: I'm taking from this, though, from the black packaging, is one of two things. Either A, they're like, wow, Star Wars Black Series is selling really well. Let's go that way. Or B, they're just like, No kid is buying these. It's too expensive. Let's just go for the adult market and not have flashy colors that's going to catch anyone's
3: eye on the peg. Yeah. I mean, is this something you're just now noticing? Because this hasn't changed that much since they went to this type of packaging. I felt like before the colors were brighter,
2: the photos on the back were full body photos with spot UV and just their package had more flair to it. I do like the big legends on the tops. so I know what I'm buying. But the fact that it's all so dark, Those previous ones, they usually had like a light gray image on the side. So it really felt almost like a white side.
3: Yeah, there are some out there that feel really plain that haven't got the color treatment. I don't know. From, from a packaging design standpoint, none of this bothers me. I think it's just a nice little... Freshening up of the line. The only thing that has bothered me, and this is across all of Hasbro's brands now, is the way they've cheaped out and gone multilingual on every package. It used to be something special to get a multilingual package because that came from another country. But now it just seems like. They're cutting down on the descriptions, they're cutting down on the space for everything else so they can fit it in there and triplicate.
1: That's a huge move that everyone's doing, though. A lot of stuff is coming with multi-languages, and it reflects a lot on our society now, too, and the fact that they save money by not having to make new packages for each territory.
2: I do think that it is equal parts them saving the money on printing packages for different countries, and the fact that... You could no longer just count on the English-speaking American consumer. Very true.
3: I'm not making a statement on any of that. I'm just saying from a strictly packaging aesthetic, it's bothersome to me.
2: Yeah, I agree. I actually liked the fun descriptions we'd sometimes get on these. I'd read the backs of the cards and would have a good chuckle like this. Is, Steve Rogers is a soldier with superhuman strength and an indestructible shield. Thanks.
3: <laughs> yeah. Now it's, tell us that in Portuguese, Spanish, and French.
2: Steve Rogers is un soldat dote d'une force superhumane et arme d'un bossier instructible. Impressive. I really butchered that language. You say impressive. Meanwhile, someone who speaks that language, which I'm guessing might be French from the accent I put on it, has just got a headache from what I did to them. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm a little let down by the packaging, but not by the figures inside. And let's take a look at those. First up, Captain America. When's the last time we got one of
1: these?
3: It's been a few months.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like two years ago.
3: I would say that three pack from Target was the last time we got a cap in the comic line my very first question what are these buckles that are like uh,
2: hanging around his wrists on mine i I
3: (laughs) (laughs) well they're not actually wrist gauntlets they are supposed to be the straps that hold the shield on. oh for some reason they're not glued in they just fall loose so if you want to display your figure like that you have to like squeeze his arms down to the side so it keeps him in place to have the
2: shield on the back is that the theory
3: Right. It doesn't functionally work that way. It's just to look as if these are the straps that would be holding a shield, which is actually held on his back with a hole and a peg.
2: Okay. I, I get that now.
3: Huh? It's just a piece that's usually either sculpted on or glued down. And for some reason, this is neither. It's loose little pieces that the minute you move that arm away, it's going to fall off.
2: Yeah, I've dropped them like five times so far in this review alone.
1: I thought when I opened the package that I had broken him.
2: (laughs) I'll say I like the look of them when they're on there. But I also say I am a big fan of like that poster putty kind of stuff. I'm not saying this is great for archival of your figures, but for figures you're just going to have out on display in something, especially the ones that are two per case like this, I'd say perhaps put a little putty on it to hold it in place in the back.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm going to start up super glue it. I'm going to hit a little bit of super glue right on the tip of his shoulder right where the shoulder meets the joint and I'm going to hope that holds it. I um, I'm sure it would. I just I don't see any reason to ever not have them on there. Or you just don't display it with that and he can
2: hold the shield. It's a little more exciting if he does. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, he's doing that whole uh, look below the waist hand circle
3: thing. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, on both hands.
1: <laughs> he comes with extra hands, so you don't have to have those.
3: <laughs> yeah, see, so he can just. Have... <laughs> Justin, tell me you took a picture of the finger in the hole. Oh, I should have. I was more worried about losing the damn straps.
1: <laughs> the straps were problematic. I, I got. An undue amount of anxiety over those straps. And I figured they went to the shield, but there was no good place to put them on the shield.
3: Usually they would do with a piece like this. They'd make it a one-piece thing where the two straps connected in the back. So it kind of went over his arm like a vest. Yeah. But for whatever reason, maybe this the the shield hole and the way they would have had to done, do that, it just didn't
1: work out. These straps are so unnecessary.
2: All right. So beyond the straps, let's take a look at this figure. I'll say this on mine. The paint app is decent. I've got some issues around the torso with, especially on the seam of the side, his forearms with the white paint, the blue plastic is showing through, but I have no wonky eyes. I have no crazy lines. There's no paint below the waist. They didn't do a wash or anything, but it's not a bad paint job. And with Cap, that can be tricky.
3: Yeah, the one I have here isn't terrible at all. You know, there's, like you said, on the side, there's a little bit of maybe wear in the white area. But the red seems to be pretty solid and pretty consistent. My star seems to have maybe a little bit of blue peek through, but not enough to complain. Where I would take a little bit of issue is the skin tone they chose. A little greenish. You almost look sick.
1: It is an odd, odd skin tone. You're right. It's, it's almost like, well, probably exactly what they did was painted flesh over blue, and that's why you have the green.
3: Oh, yeah. Good call. Because
1: it's a different texture than the rest of it. So my guess is they cast it all in blue. Which is also why the star is a little wonky. And then they painted the flesh over the blue, which would give it the green tone, probably because they tried to add some orange or something to the flesh.
3: Now, I don't have any of my previous comic versions of Cap laying around to make this claim, but this none of this feels new to Cap. Not even the head. I feel like we've gotten this head before, this painted body in this style, the gloves, the pirate boots, all of it feels like we've had this this version of Cap at some point.
1: They do this one a lot. That is correct. And I don't know if we've had this exact one recently, so I think it might be a different torso at least, but you're absolutely right. We've had the pirate boots. I don't know if we've had the pirate gloves, though. They kind of look like the uh, Playtex lady gloves that you use to wash dishes. I think we've had
2: those gloves, and I'm pretty sure we've had that face because I I always think of Captain America as having a good jawline, like a Bruce Campbell jaw, and they always give him this doughy jaw that's like... Kind of a bulky wrestler, round jaw. There's no definition there. No woman would love a jaw like that. (laughs) Yeah,
3: and I wouldn't necessarily call this guy handsome.
1: No, (laughs) he's no Chris Evans. (laughs) Chris Evans is a handsome, handsome man.
3: (laughs) I'm sure some of our more adept cap lovers out there could tell us exactly where all these pieces came from. And maybe this head is slightly different because the A's raised or the... The wings are actually sculpted on rather than painted on this time around, but...
2: All right, I'm looking at some old pictures. The last time we got, like, a comic-based cap that I'm... From very quick research was in late 2014, that Target 3-pack. And it's similar to this in certain regards, but yet very different. It had the straps molded on. He had all the pouches around his belt he had the wings painted on whereas these have the wings sculpted on the head so it looks like an identical buck but some different accessories put on it and his gloves don't appear to have flared out quite as much maybe they did hmm. and then we got the marvel now cap back around the time of civil war but he had the scaly chest and knee pads and everything like that oh yeah And then in 2012 with Arnim Zola, we got the Bucky cap. Hmm. So I think this cap has newness, but it's so incremental and minor. (laughs) It's not a new buck. I don't even think it's a new head. It's looking extraordinarily to me like that head from the 2014 three
3: pack. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I'm mostly remembering, so...
2: It's painted, like you say, greener, but the dimple on the chin, the line on the chin, the cheek lines, this is, I believe,
3: that head. Okay, but as a figure, if I wasn't making the Build-A-Figure, I don't know if I'd have been compelled to get this version of Cap. Not even because he comes with a wolf head.
2: (laughs) This excited us, remember, way back at comic-con when you went on sunday and all of a sudden cap had wolfed out and they never told anybody you had to actually go and look i love that they do
3: that but i hate that they do that <laughs> yep he went ahead and wolfed out did his wolf thing yeah it's it's just one of those things where would i not be building a build a figure is the wolf head version of cap enough to get me in on another cap figure if i'm being honest myself yes probably. (laughs) It did for me. Honestly, I buy these by the case.
2: Cap is the figure that was two per case. And usually I take my spare second figure down to the toy show and try to recoup 10 or 15 bucks out of it. But that's, you know, a loss given that these figures cost 20 to 25. If it's got something like a wolf head, I've now just got a wolfy cap.
1: (laughs) I, I like that the wolf was wearing the cap like, helmet, too. That's what really makes a wolf head. He just didn't have a wolf head. He's got a wolf head with a costume.
3: Oh, yeah. And it's like he was wearing it when he woofed out. Like, it's yeah. all torn and tattered. And they got... Hey, this actually has really good paint apps. The A on mine is super crisp. His eyes look like there's at least two or three different colors going on there. I'm seeing a red and a yellow... I love his gums and I've got, you know, because
2: this is two per case, I've got two. One is slightly bigger than the other. It almost looks like he's been eating somebody.
3: Yeah, it's just kind of reddish. Yeah, the fangs are pretty well defined. I mean, all the teeth seem to be well painted and not overdone with the gummy pink.
2: My only complaint is that this head is so big on that neck. You know, it feels like the neck should be wider for the fur or something. (laughs) <laughs> I go back to my orange on a toothpick. <laughs> he <Heed> pants now.
1: <laughs> Why didn't he get like wolf hands or anything?
2: Well, they're in the gloves.
1: But they're the same as his other hands. Wouldn't he have like more claw like things?
2: I I'm looking at the cover of Captain America, Man and Wolf, the trade paperback of the nineties arc by Greg Grunwald, where Cap and some Wolfman Serum made him wolf out and team up with Wolvesbane and Wolverine and Cable and Dr. Druid for this adventure. And this is how he looked. He looked like Captain America with a wolf head. (laughs) I'll take that for what it's worth. Admittedly, on some of the covers, his outfit was also torn the way his mask is torn and there was fur poking through. I kind of like that better. But if you're going to do a head swap, he definitely had this look going
3: for some of the comics. Yeah, so all in all, I think a pretty good addition and a way to get a cap out there that we haven't had in a while. Then our second
2: figure, we're getting into the, you were complaining about so cheap they're sending packages internationally, but on a seven-figure wave, we get a total of four different packages. Captain America is the only character to get his own. Next, we get the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Mockingbird and Agent 13. In a wave of eight, we got four boxes.
3: Yeah, that is pretty crazy.
2: And again, gotta love the single sentence description that tries to encompass two characters here. Armed with fierce athleticism and superior smarts, these expert agents serve the forces of justice.
3: Generic, generic, generic. And
2: actually, they're listed as Marvel's Mockingbird and Sharon Carter. But technically, figure number two, Mockingbird. Now, Justin, you were telling me last week
3: she's kind of a hard-to-find figure? She seems to be the one that, you know, every time I find this wave at the store, seems to be the first one gone. And if you trust what's happening on Amazon, which is always a pretty good dipstick to tell how popular a figure is, she's the one that's still sitting there for around $30, $35, while the rest of the wave is being had at retail price, with the exception of Sharon Carter, who's up there as well, but not quite as high.
2: This figure just strikes me as slightly odd because the first thing I look at with a figure is the head and between the so pale it's nearly albino hair and the glasses that just look like they're glued onto her face or maybe she's got a cat eye version of Morpheus's nose
3: glasses from the Matrix. Those glasses were off-putting to me because on the couple of different versions I've seen they're kind of askew You know, like, one eye seems to be lined up, the other one doesn't. It kind of makes her look bug-eyed and cross-eyed. But I was really happy to discover that upon opening it, these glasses come off. Oh. Are they supposed to? I I didn't feel like I broke anything by taking them off, and they go back into the same position once you take them off and slip them back in. It's kind of just where her, her hair meets her head that keeps it kind of pinched in place. Well, that's kind of cool, then.
2: Then we don't have to have the glasses on if we don't want... Uh, That's a nice little feature, and it makes it less glued on. I saw the little stubs there, but I didn't realize they actually went under the hair. I was just assuming they
3: went near the hair. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. But you bring up a good point. The hair is kind of blah. Like on other figures, we've seen them try to give them a wash and get some highlights and tones in there. This just seems to be this kind of sandy yellow plastic.
1: Yeah, it's not very good. It's just very, it's so monochromatic. That nothing stands out about it. It's like they just melted some flesh-colored plastic on her head.
2: Yeah, it's it's very sandy, and it almost looks like the color
3: of Ikea furniture. You
1: know, that, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: yellowish wood? Yeah. Yeah, like, almost like a fancy mustard color.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What's really
3: impressing me with this figure is, is for whatever reason, they've decided this is where we're going to go mostly new. Like, I'm thinking... Her thighs and her upper legs might be reused from another figure. But everything else here is sculpted.
2: This is actually, I was thinking, a very impressively articulated figure. I like the way she's proportioned. I like that they gave her some curvature at the waist. She's got, you know, kind of the hourglass figure shape going on. The buttons are, yeah, they're sculpted on there. There's wrinkling in the suit. They obviously must have another figure in mind because they very rarely make a buck just for one figure. But she can pose so many different ways. And you add these batons that she stole from Daredevil, his billy club. (laughs) You add those, and she actually looks pretty badass in a fighting stance.
3: Now, mine has a few little issues that I have to bring up. The paint, for one, on one of my thighs seems to be not that great. I have some spots that went out of the lines and they're just really noticeable and then they did that thing that i just really cannot understand why they continue to do it her upper thigh is white plastic with blue painted on and then her leg right below that is blue plastic with white painted on
2: i see why they did it because the bottom leg is more blue than white and the top is about 50 50. i don't know why they wouldn't just do blue up there as well But I think they matched the blues really well. Of course, they didn't do well on the white because you can kind of see the blue through the white and it almost looks like there was an airbrushing going on or something or she (laughs) washed her thigh
3: highs with her blue socks. But
1: (laughs) We've said thigh entirely too many times now in this conversation.
3: Let me ask you this. On mine, both of her knees are really loose. Like, it gave me a hard time to even pose her and keep her standing up. Oh, you got a bad one then okay so you have one that's actually tight and normal oh yeah she's very tight
2: in the knees and it kind of it ratchets oh wow see mine like i can jimmy around and they move oh no no so you might want to look for a replacement <laughs> all right and i love the boots with all the buckles going down them she's in the the knee pads with the little rivets from the neck down this is an amazing
3: figure yeah i completely agree with that i'm digging like you said these boots are newly sculpted and have a lot of detail in them. I just kind of wish there would have been some paint to them. They feel a little bit just like the hair. The hair feels like just plain plastic. This feels like plain plastic. But being black, it's not that huge of a deal.
1: I have boots like this, actually.
3: Yeah, I
2: mean, Marjorie's boots, I was thinking maybe a little silver for the buckles, but her boots don't have a wash.
3: Even just a, a little bit of black paint over some of the areas to give it, you know, a sheen or just a different type of leather.
1: So it didn't just blend in and it looked like she's wearing a jumpsuit with shoes?
3: Yeah, the blue is, I don't know if this is supposed to be blue or if it's black and they're giving it a little bit of a blue to make it not so dark.
2: Still, I'm happy with the figure overall. I think if I had a second one, though, I'm not much of a customizer. I don't have much time, but I would consider giving the hair a little bit of a wash for a little bit of definition. Very true. Then the third one, Sharon Carter, a.k.a. Agent 13.
3: A.k.a. Black Widow with a white outfit and a new head.
2: Not a new head. This is the head of that unreleased rogue figure we were supposed to get in that X-Men wave a few years ago. Really?
3: Yeah. Wow, look at
2: Arnie. <laughs> credit where credit is due. Mario Alberto ramirez Casada in the Marvel Legends Community Facebook group is the one who pointed it out, and he's got the good eye, but it was the green outfit Rogue. It is exactly the same. Same face, same facial expression, same ponytail with the little open loop in the back. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Good head reuse, because it doesn't come off feeling like Rogue. Yeah, I mean, what makes Rogue Rogue is the hair. It's yeah,
1: a- I think that's why. I was trying to cover up the hair with my hand to say, oh, it would look better with dark hair and the white, but I don't think you'd notice it's all in the hair for Rogue.
2: Hmm. I wonder if this head could be somehow reused and like to be the Pepper Potts head for rescue.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Does kind of have a Gwyneth Paltrow thing going on there. Paint it red. Yeah. This might be the closest option we've had so far. But yeah, other than that, this is the same bottle we've seen on Maria Hill from that Target 3 pack and originally on the Black Widow from the movie series. So nothing really new going on here except for, for whatever reason, this time they decided to glue these holstered guns to her thighs so they don't slip up and down. Which is kind of nice, and yet I'm scared to death of
2: moving her legs too far apart. But I like how the ponytail from the rogue head allows for the movement of the head, something that Maria Hill and Black Widow had some issues with. Again, I wish they would have done a little bit more with her hair, but just the fact that they put a wrap for the ponytail makes it better than Mockingbirds. Yeah. The only complaint I have about her is, Her gun is kind of lame. Kind of spacey. Yeah, yeah. It's got like, I'm trying to figure out what is this thing protruding
3: from the side. This gun feels familiar, too. I feel like we've gotten this gun somewhere before.
2: Yeah, it feels like it was something that would have made sense, like with one of the Hydra or the AIM agents. I think it was AIM's gun. Oh, maybe. And it makes sense for them because, you know, MODOK does weird stuff. But I think she, given that she has holsters with pistols in them, should have had a pistol like Black Widow does or something. Instead of this space-age futuristic, she can't even fit her finger around the trigger gun.
3: Yeah. And for a figure that is a repaint, I am going to ding it just a few different places where they could have made an easy changes. They need to get rid of this stupid club fist hand that we've been complaining about ever since it first showed up on Black Widow.
1: And it's horrible.
3: Just give us another open hand to hold another weapon.
1: It looks like her fingers are all fused together.
3: <laughs> it doesn't look natural.
1: No, like it's just she suffered some sort of industrial accident at S.H.I.E.L.D.
3: And nobody's wrist is that thick.
1: <laughs> How about her thumb that looks like, it's like she's playing the got your thumb game?
3: <laughs> but I will give him this. They got the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo on that little tiny patch on her arm on both sides, and it seems pretty darn crisp. I agree. I looked at that,
2: and I was just impressed as all could be about that bit. I'm like,
3: how did they do that? Is it painted? Is it a decal? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems to have a couple different colors. Seems like there's a gold and a black and maybe even a shinier gold. But overall, this feels like almost this outfit in white. Kind of reminds me of uh, Buck Rogers. yes. Aaron Gray's character. Yeah, yeah. I definitely see that. But Yeah, I dig it. It's it's a nice addition to the realistic female lineup for S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And with that done, we get to the
2: next ones are baddies combined as the forces of evil. Individually, they are Cottonmouth, and Whirlwind. Their one-sentence description, unnaturally strong and relentlessly brutal. These harbingers of destruction are bad to the core. (laughs) Kudos to whoever had to write this. Is Whirlwind relentlessly strong? I mean, he's muscular. I don't think he's, like, super strong.
3: (laughs) I wouldn't say relentless.
2: But he is the next figure on the lineup. Now, we reviewed him. It's probably been two years when we got him in the Marvel Universe or whatever they called it in the middle, Infinite Series line. Has it been that long? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Man. Here, we get him again. I mean, what... I remember most is the discs on the wrist and everything, but it doesn't just feel like the supersize Ray hit him. It feels like the green here is a bit different. I like all the detail of the head under the hood. The gray they used is an interesting semi-metallic silver. It's almost like pewter.
1: Yeah,
3: that's a very good description of that color.
1: Is this Captain America's body?
3: Well... There's sculpting going on in this body. It might have been at one point, but they have sculpted his upper chest with that armor plate. Yeah. And the lower torso has a sculpted belt area.
1: It looks like he's got his boots, and then they still got the same like rotation. So they, like, it looks like maybe they used Captain America for, as a starting point.
3: Yeah, they definitely used the lower half of this. The from the waist down is the Captain America that we just reviewed. Same boots, same legs. Same crotchal area. But there's some interesting things going on here that I haven't noticed before if this is not completely new. The bicep has some veins poking out on it. Are you seeing that on yours? Yeah,
2: yeah, I am. That's kind of interesting. I'm now starting to look at other figures here, and Cap has that bicep.
3: Oh, yeah. It's just with paint around it, it's not as noticeable. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They just changed below the elbow, I guess. (laughs) Yes, because we get... A nice... Ooh, that's removable. His blades come off. Ooh. That is nice. I like that. I wish we could do something with them. I guess he could, like...
2: I don't know. He could change them out for bigger ones? Act like he's picking them up after he fired them? Yeah. (laughs) It's like when you're hitting golf balls, you gotta go out and pick them up when you're done.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, if you pop off his head, they actually went the whole distance here there's a head inside of the helmet now it's not a removable helmet that the head comes out of but it's a separate piece that's sculpted and looks like it's cast in a flesh tone that's then glued inside the helmet that might be the easiest way for them to get eyes on it i mean to paint
2: eyes through a helmet might be near impossible yeah, that's true. And then they didn't paint the lips, they wouldn't have to paint hair. So basically they just have to pump out a generic head, paint the eyes and glue it into a helmet.
3: <laughs> so I think the what's going to come down to here is this is a very well-done figure, nicely used parts and actually some new sculpting here, you know, but it comes down to who was asking for him, you know? The fans of this figure now have a three and three quarter inch and a six inch version. So, help me God if we get a 12 inch version of this figure.
2: <laughs> I doubt if that's coming. He definitely feels more B list. I mean, he's a long time Avengers villain, but not one of the top ones that comes to mind. Uh, the only way we get him in a 12 inch is if somehow he shows up in Infinity War
3: <laughs> in this outfit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> then the next figure is the one that i think is the peg warmer of the wave i go to any store i find him i go on amazon he's already discounted i wake up hungover on saturday morning i have cotton mouth (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: yeah where to start i mean this feels like It could be a wrestling figure. It feels like it could be a rejected Masters of the Universe head. For some reason, I'm getting Serpentor. Yeah, Serpentor It could be a blown up G.I. Joe guy.
1: I think he hit it the nail on the head, though. It's like a rejected wrestler figure from the 70s. (laughs) I mean, the outfit just screams of 70s. Maybe that's where he was from, but it's quite a generic little costume he's got. And why pick a lame snake like a cottonmouth? What's Cobra gone? How about Sniper? Diamondback? Come on, the Rattler? Anything. <laughs> he
2: was part of the Serpent Society, okay? The Serpent Society has a lot of people in it. And so, I mean, Asp was taken, Black Mamba, otherwise known as the Bride. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Cobra, Copperhead, Diamondback, the, all the good ones were taken. He, I guess he was the Elkie of the group with Cottonmouth. But, you know, I saw him for the first time at Toy Fair last year, and something struck me about him, and it sticks with me to this day. His head feels so angular, with like it goes up and hits a 90 degrees, and his jaw feels virtually like... 45 degree angles coming off of it. It just feels almost like something that would fit in the style of that Sinister Six Spider-Man line versus the Legends.
3: Yeah. Here's what's disturbing about it. And this isn't Hasbro's fault. This is whoever designed this character's fault. It looks literally like a snake is throwing up a guy's head. I mean, his face is emerging from the snake's mouth. I mean, the jaw wraps all the way around... Under the head. And there's teeth coming out of the top and bottom. It's a little disturbing.
1: Help me! Help me! Snake vomit would have been a better name for him, maybe. Better than (laughs) Cottonmouth, snake vomit. I'm never going (laughs) to see this figure and not think
2: that, like, it's the last swallow. Oh!
3: (laughs) Okay, but in all seriousness here, there's nothing new about this figure from the head down. This is the torso that I really hate it's that Luke cage barrel chested buck that I just do not like they need to retire this buck already the hands feel like we've seen these before somewhere on probably a carnage or something
2: yeah I, we've seen those hands quite a few times I think with the little gnarled I'm gonna slash you kind of thing I don't know that they were carnages because carnage had you know a bit more going on with the symbiote but that may have been up the
3: arm too I can't remember Yeah. So basically what we're dealing with here is a new head and then some very simple paint application. So let's let's deal with the head here. I will give him credit for actually sculpting snakeskin into there. That's a nice touch. Yeah,
2: yeah. And mine again, all the figures so far, very clean paint. The eyes are in the eyes. He's not supposed to have eyeballs, so I didn't have to worry about him
3: having a lazy one. Right. And they use a nice translucent or kind of an opalescent paint there. It's kind of like pearl white, and so his eyeballs are super shiny. But, you know, outside of that, there's not much to talk about on this figure. His outfit has a couple yellow eyes and then a white splotch to represent an open snake mouth. Is that what that is? I'm playing like a Rorschach test here. I'm like, (laughs) I see
2: two people making love in the sand. (laughs)
1: I thought it was a snake mouth opening.
3: That's what I believe it is. I
2: guess if I squint, I can see a
3: snake mouth, but no, it's two people
2: in the sand. And it's
1: white because it's cotton mouth.
3: (laughs) 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 I will give it this. They went ahead and cast the entire thing, except for the hands and boots in a purple plastic. So there's a nice continuity throughout the entire figure, except for where maybe on his gloves... And his boots where they have little spiky yellow parts. Mm-hmm. And even that wasn't too bad.
2: I gotta say, I love that they went through the detail of giving him, like, eyeshadow. Huh? Oh. shadow.
1: <laughs> Did they?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's got nice black all the way around his eyes. Guys, that's eyeliner. Guy liner. Yes. Snake eyeliner. liner. S-
1: yeah, snake eyeliner.
3: But Arnie, I believe you're right. This is the peg warmer of of this wave and we'll be seeing him well into 2017, I'm sure. And he just doesn't
2: feel like a legends to me. I understand this is an old legends buck, but the way the head looks and everything, it just, yeah, it almost feels like a well-painted custom where they took this head from a different toy line with a different aesthetic.
3: I I will agree with that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now our last two figures partnered the mercenaries of mayhem. Who's doing this? You talk about 70s wrestling thing, you know, mayhem, mercenary thing, the alliteration. (laughs) Powered by disguise and mimicry, these villains may not be original, but they are deadly. May not be original. What's more original (laughs) than Taskmaster?
1: Well, that's because there was Flaskmaster before him (laughs) and so taskmasters is like you know not super original now come on
2: and just behind the scenes information flaskmaster is what created cottonmouth
3: (laughs) (laughs) very well played sir
2: (laughs) well our first one here is demolition man and no it is not sylvester stallone
1: damn it that would have been way better
2: (laughs) i don't know This figure is pretty darn sweet. I don't know. I wish they'd given us just the D-Man variant. You guys know the history, right? Where Demolition Man started off as (laughs) D-Man, who was literally Wolverine with a big D painted on his chest. He wore Wolverine's outfit, had Wolverine's mask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
2: Yeah, we're dealing with a much more recent... Demolition Man, that according to uh, the recent Captain America comic, he bought himself battle armor to quote, finally look cool.
3: <laughs> well, mission accomplished there, if not a little bit crossbonesy. Yeah, I honestly, because of the new movie coming out, thought this
1: was crossbones. <laughs> I thought it was too for a second. I'm like, but it doesn't have the thing on his chest. <laughs>
2: I thought it was like a movie version of Crossbones or something. Yeah, I mean, it's got the feel. I love the skull on this one, the head. It's kind of Jason from Jason X, you know, Cyber Jason with the hockey mask. It's also a little bit of Casey Jones
3: from Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Yeah, it's got a hockey mask feel going on. It's also got like some sort of painter's mask, you know, with the respirators coming out the side happening. I am no tactical gear expert by any stretch of the imagination, but to me, if you're going to cover your entire face and head with some sort of armor, why leave potentially the most easy target on your head open? He's got his ears hanging out, which might be the easiest way to get a bullet into somebody's head.
1: Yeah, but that's so he can hear. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not want him to hear people sneaking up on him?
3: (sighs) It just seems like an oversight on his part. What we're dealing with here is an, actually a pretty good reuse of the movie version of Electro's body here.
2: There's a figure I really haven't thought of in a long time. I got confused and thought that was like Ultimate Electro and just the Naked Blue Man.
3: <laughs> you know, the only reason that I thought about him recently is because I stole his Electro hands and put them on my uh, Star Wars Emperor figure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it looks like everything but the arms and the head from this have come from that electro figure. Well, that is a masterful reuse. I
2: would never have thought that.
3: To be honest with you, going into this review, I was about to praise it for being a whole new sculpt and everything, but then I, I found these little nipples on his back, and it really <laughs> it struck something in my memory. I remembered back nipples from another figure. <laughs>
2: But the addition of like all the holster and the bandolier and the two belts and everything, it masks so much of it and the texture around it. I just didn't equate that with Electro, but it works perfectly here. This is a great reuse.
3: Oh, yeah. And speaking of the extra things they put on there, I mean, let's appreciate the sculpting that went into those. I mean, you've got a double belt that also goes over a shoulder with all these ammo packs. Actually painted little shotgun shells in his belt. We've got silver belt buckles. This is well done. A working sheath for the knife. I'm surprised it's an older buck,
2: too, because he moves really well. I mean, you don't expect him to be incredibly nimble because he's a heavily armed guy, but you can get a lot of cool poses out of him.
3: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it's not that old of a buck. A couple of years. Amazing
2: Spider-Man 2 feels like a lifetime ago.
3: (laughs) It felt like that while we were watching it.
1: It did, yeah.
2: I liked that movie a little. (laughs) A little.
1: Thank God they never released that rhino.
3: (laughs) Here's one little weird thing about this figure is I'm not sure why they decided to cast his weapons in a chocolate brown. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) that is the worst part is that all his guns...
2: Look like is there supposed to be wood? You get, you hit it with chocolate. I was thinking
3: poop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they're they're
3: chocolate with yellow highlights. I don't know. I'll give them this. They painted nice little red shotgun shells onto the side of this tactical rifle. Yeah, it's like all the
2: years we've been complaining. Hey, when are you gonna get your paint act together? They're like, we'll show you. We're gonna do incredibly details that you would never notice if we didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs>
3: But, you know what? I think, all in all, this is a pretty darn great figure. And I like it way more than I like that movie Electro. So, hey, this will now be known as the Demolition Man body.
2: I'll tell you, he's my favorite figure in this wave. Yeah? With just the look of him, the badassness, i replace his guns with something else. But all in all, I think he just looks tough and looks right, and I like all the paint details they did.
1: I'm sure at some point we're going to get a Brock Rumlow crossbones something or other that's going to have some badass guns in it that you can replace those with.
2: I think I still have some guns left over from the Punisher a few years back when he came with 18 guns.
1: I mean, the Punisher, anybody who doesn't have brown guns with yellow on them.
2: (laughs) The final figure of the wave, Taskmaster, a character who you introduced me to, Justin. I didn't know about him before you started telling me all about him, like in 2010. Yeah, when
3: we got excited about him showing up in the universe line, but this is a different version of him, right? It's I yeah, mean... this is a more modern iteration of Taskmaster, which I'm fine with, because if you really want the old comic style one where he is wearing the piratey boots and more of the cap style, you know, aesthetic, those are out there in the in the ether. I mean, you can go to eBay and find the old toy biz versions of Taskmaster. So. This is a figure that's been done two or three times in the past. And if we're going to get a new one, yeah, go ahead and give us this modern version. The body is maybe just our standard smaller buck. But these arms, at least the shoulders and elbows, these are new pieces. We've never had an arm this angular before in the shoulder area. But yeah, under all that, just the, you know, his mid torso and chest. I think that's just one of the standard bucks. Okay, that explains why it feels so overly familiar.
1: (laughs) I don't know what color his dark areas are. They're almost like a green-black. Is that right? Am I seeing that right? Yeah. Like, it's like a really, really dark green. Really dark.
3: I'm seeing blue. Blue with maybe, you know, a hint of green in it, but more on the blue side.
1: Like almost like a super dark teal.
3: Yeah,
2: I'll go with that. I love the silver they used, how it's semi-metallic, really reflective. It's a, it's a cool color for that.
3: Yeah, the silver here is the plastic. This is cast in that color wow. as far as his legs and arms go. The one thing that I guess I don't necessarily like about this, and it's it's hard to say why, but there's something weird about how his armor comes up over... The articulation is late. It almost makes him feel like he's wearing chaps or something. It's almost something I don't know, like a, a medieval knight feeling about it. You get that sense at all?
2: Didn't really notice that till you mentioned it, but now it's kind of weird. I'm glad that they did it the way they did, though, because it allows for that mid-thigh swivel.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I have an answer for it or I dislike it. It just something weird about it when I was photographing it that it was just like Ugh, it seems seems out of place a bit.
2: Now, I know of him to be carrying a sword, and that's what we got in the Marvel Universe. Does he now carry a lightsaber?
3: <laughs> to be honest with you, I haven't read Taskmaster in a while. I'm not sure what this lightsaber is all about. And in fact, it doesn't even look like a lightsaber. It looks like the laser
2: sword knockoff toy that's one aisle over. It does, <laughs> With the yes. big black hilt and the orangish red blade. <laughs>
3: I tell you what, mine is having some warping issues. It is listing very far to the left. Mine leans back. like you
2: Well, know. if
1: you turn it, won't it?
2: Lean forward?
1: Yeah, it yeah. doesn't lean left, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's back, not to the left. <laughs> I really like the shield he comes with, though. The paint on it, how it's all glossy and really smooth.
3: Yeah, I mean, nice use of the cap shield. Just with the new paint deco on it. This is the classic Taskmaster logo, which is repeated on his belt as well. He's all about the branding. Definitely. He knows what's going on. And then we get two different heads
2: with him. We get a metallic skull head, which is what I think of Taskmaster as the skull head. And then uh, one that looks a lot like Demolition Man, the kind of
3: Jason X-y head. Yeah, the skull head and the white hoodie is going to be your Taskmaster. And then the second head is... From a Japanese-created miniseries by Udon. I've not heard of them. But
2: I do see, looking it up, they did a limited-run Taskmaster series back in 2002. And yet, this is the head he had on it. And his outfit was still pretty similar. It looks like it was a bit different in the pants and everything. But close enough, I would say. Maybe
3: not. Yeah, it's... (laughs) You know, it's a place to give us this head, and this body is close, but some of the things I remember seeing with it was more street than this. This seems like Taskmaster went and got armored up. Yeah. Udon felt like he walked into a store and picked out four or five things and just kind of geared up and hit the street.
1: Or he's somebody who's not quite sure of their costume and just put together a bunch of different fandoms. (laughs)
2: the white hood on the regular head does feel like it's again just like a head swap from some other figure because that white just doesn't look like it fits
3: yeah i mean that's always been part of the problem with taskmaster especially not having a cape to have this hood sit on it just kind of makes it a floating head even when it's on the body that's what he needs he needs a cape let's give this guy a cape yep
1: you're
2: right (laughs) even if the comics don't have it this figure needs a cape
3: (laughs) But both head sculpts are pretty darn cool. They do look cool. I wish they just meshed with the body better. Yeah. That's the problem with the hood, is now they're wearing hats, essentially, that don't meet the rest of their body.
1: It's technically like a scarf,
3: though. Right? It's a head wrap. Yeah. It's a little bit closer with the Taskmaster white version, but then the white is such a stark difference from the rest of it that it doesn't look like it belongs... With that body.
2: Then our last figure here, our Build-A-Figure, Red Skull Onslaught, or Red Onslaught. This figure was a little bit tricky to put together. Marjorie gave it a shot.
1: And I gave up because I couldn't get his legs to stay on. I couldn't get his head to stay on the peg. And I felt like I was forcing it and it just wouldn't go.
2: That head was tricky. I mean, I tried and tried and I eventually convinced myself I had a defective head and then it
3: went on. (laughs) i was pretty close i think i have a bruise on the the ball of my hand from pushing (laughs) down super hard and i agree those legs were hard to get on there too there was no there was no satisfying pop no let you know that they're in
1: yeah and all the times i thought i had him on i'd pick it up and his legs would fall off i'm like well (laughs) damn it
3: (sighs) so beyond issues with putting them together i've had issues of having him stand up straight Now that he is put together. He
2: doesn't. This figure constantly wants to fall backwards unless I have him leaning forwards.
1: Because he's got that big feather on the back.
2: I tried to get his ankles to move forward, but it seems like there's virtually no articulation there at all. It moves back
3: a little. If you look on the front of his shin, there is a scale. There's one, two, three scales. And that third scale is preventing the front of his shoe from going up above it to give you enough of a forward leaning motion. Now, messing around with it, I've been able to get his right foot to go over that lip, but the back one, his left leg just doesn't want to do it. But that seems to be the trick. If you can do that, I've got him standing good now. Ta-da! Yeah,
2: I got the right foot doing it, and yep, he seems pretty sturdy now. All right. So he does stand, but you've got to really force it. (laughs) All right, let's look at this figure. First of all, I understand it's the design, but... I kind of agree with Marjorie. Once she pointed out that that fan looked like he was going to do some kind of sexy dance.
1: Well, and I guess it didn't dawn on me as having a like a stupid moment because there are two caps I'm like, oh, he's got a feather. He's got two feathers. Is he going to do a fan dance? (laughs) And I I was looking and I was going to attach them both like so I thought he had these giant wings on the back of him before it dawned on me like, oh, wait, there's two caps.
2: All right, with that, I really like what they did with the head. I like the ruddiness of it. I like the paint on the teeth and the eyes. I think it's a
3: really good Red Skull head.
1: Yeah, I love the Red Skull head. It's great. It just didn't fit on this peg very well and made me angry.
3: Yeah, that was was a chore to get on there for sure, but it's a well-sculpted head. Can I just tell everybody, buy another Onslaught, because you
2: do not want to take this head off when the Magneto head comes in the X-Men wave.
3: As I pop mine off... (laughs)
2: I will never do that. I will never get it back on again if
3: I do. I'm not sure if I had it on. I think I might have just had it wedged in between the ball joint and the back of his collar. Wow.
2: Yeah, I definitely have mine on because there was some neck articulation that you completely lose once the head's in there. But (laughs) (laughs) the rest of the body, though. Again, it suffers from just being this red and purple plastic with very little paint over most of it that gives it a real toyetic feel and not a really ominous
3: one. It looks, almost is Titanish.
1: It's kind of comical.
3: Yeah, especially in the torso and the shoulders, which are the majority of this figure. But it looks like they started with the idea of giving it some detail. Look at his legs. His legs and arms both have some black paint to give some detail into the crevices.
2: Yeah, I really liked how the legs had the ridges on them and the stripes on the outside and the wash. But once you get above his waist, it's a mess.
3: These legs really feel like they could be apocalypse legs. I was thinking the same thing with the little ribbing. Yep, and you could use these arms again too, so maybe there is an
2: apocalypse coming. It could work. I think, you'd, I think I'd want him to change out the boots.
3: Yeah, the lower legs would need to be more customized than this. But there's, there's pieces here that could work.
2: Yeah. That, the shoulder pieces, you know, you snap them on. They're, I like that they have some give to the hinge so that it doesn't fully impede shoulder range of motion.
3: Yeah, but that's what they do exactly is impede him from lifting his arms up any more than 30 degrees.
2: I like that he's a nice tall figure. You know, we've gotten certain Build-A-Figures, like Jubilee, that don't feel worthy of Build-A-Figures. But this one's a good third to 25 to 33% taller than his compatriots.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's not huge. Last one we reviewed was Hulkbuster, which is the biggest one we've ever received in the modern Hasbro line. But this guy's up there. And especially with these shoulder pads, it really makes him feel more substantial
2: yeah it feels worthy of being a build a figure like a you know it gives me real hope if they're doing a juggernaut that it would be this size you know a nice giant figure yeah overall though i'm just not impressed with this one i i know i picked up a second one so i could put the magneto head on it but that's more because i don't ever want to take this head off again and it was worth (laughs) the money to me to never have to remove this red skull head (laughs)
1: it's all in like I want to say sheen and pallor of the colors because it feels between the heft and the colors like a cheap toy and you don't feel like you got your money's worth on this like the Hulkbuster you felt like you got your money's worth this one not so much it just kind of feels well like you'd win it at a ski ball or something with your tickets
3: (laughs) I I don't hate it and I wouldn't ding it that hard it just it's Not going to make any list of my top ten favorite all-time build of figures.
2: Yeah, he's in the lower half of mine, honestly. I mean, we look at Mandroid, we look at Hulkbuster, we look at Groot. This is beneath all of them. And it could have been fixed with either a different type of plastic that was less glossy.
1: Yeah, that glossiness is what kills it.
2: Or a wash to kill some of the glossiness. But I look at just the crotch to neck and I see a Titan Hero.
3: Yeah, I can definitely see that, especially with the tomato soupy red plastic. <laughs> it's not helping any. So,
2: honestly, my least favorite figure in the wave is the Build-A-Figure. My favorite figure in the wave is a character I'm not overly familiar with, Demolition Man. <laughs> and the rest are solid, though. Again, last year we had a hard time finding a legend we didn't like. And this year, I think we're on that same path. There's Even the worst figure
3: is a v- pretty good figure. Cottonmouth? or did you forget about him altogether?
2: Nah, I think I like him a little bit more than this one.
3: All right. Yeah, I mean going through this wave dinging some of the character choices and stuff like that. I don't I don't want Hasbro to stop digging deep in these rosters and stuff like that. And you know, just because I do the build a figure doesn't mean I have to buy all the figures or be in love with all of them. So, you know, I don't I don't want them to stop looking at people like Cottonmouth. No, no, not at all. I just don't want any more Cottonmouth. <laughs> <laughs> We can check that box and move on.
2: Now, if you want to get this wave of Marvel Legends, they are up for order right now at DorksideToys.com. You can get that entire wave of figures for $154.99 and not have to worry about trying to find a Taskmaster in stores. Not going to have too much problem finding a Cottonmouth, but maybe a Taskmaster or individually, you can just get Whirlwind, Captain
3: America, or, well... Cottonmouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even that cap is hard to find at the store, so, you know, that might be the way to go. And then if you're looking forward to the next wave of Civil War figures
2: with that movie Iron Man Mark 46, movie Black Panther, plus Nick Fury, Nuke, Red Guardian, movie Captain America, and the Giant Man Build-A-Figure, that wave, that case... Or just that Build-A-Figure are all up for pre-order right now at Dorkside Toys. But with that, we do have one programming note. For now, this will be our last video podcast for a while. Just to let you in on what's happened behind the scenes, we have had a team of video editors who work tirelessly and work so hard during every week, especially during Toy Fair that just happened... And all these shows, and the bonus shows, and getting all the videos done. And I really want to give thanks to Daryl, Andrew, and Barron, who have been doing this for years. Barron has been doing it for nearly a decade. And all the time put in, and Andrew and Daryl have done this for years, and they work so hard, and spend so many hours. And they do it for their love of the products, and their love of the franchises. But... With a volunteer staff, we had one person who last week quit leaving us high and dry. We had no video. I had to take a day off work. We got the show out. That's our goal is to deliver the show to you on time. But when we talk about the Podbean and say we need the money in order to keep the show going at the quality we do and to attract and retain the best, Andrew, Daryl, and Barron are the best, and they do amazing work for volunteer status and whatever we can throw their way every once in a while. But with funding, we'd be able to actually pay them and reward them and hire people to help us continue to do these videos. And with that video editor down and just the sheer workload at the moment, we're not going to be able to do a weekly video show. We will still be doing videos. They'll be on our YouTube channel. You'll be able to find videos of our reviews, and we're still going to be doing extra videos every once in a while for our Podbean backers, but right now we're changing our $500 goal on Podbean. It was keeping the lights on. Well, now the lights are dimming, so it's to bring back the video podcast for full episodes. That's our $500 goal, and hopefully if you enjoy this show and you want to see the full weekly video shows return you'll consider again if all of our listeners did just a dollar an episode or a dollar 29 we'll do the iTunes mp3 pricing a dollar 29 an episode 250 a month we would so blow past all of our goals and we just need your support if you've enjoyed the video podcast and would like to see them return and we're not trying to do a takeaway and make you pay us we just there's only so much time we can take off of our jobs
3: because... Well, if we don't have jobs, we don't have time to podcast. We have nothing to do but podcast then, so...
2: <laughs> yeah, I want to add, none of the money pledged is going to toys. Our day jobs buy our toys. We need this money so that we can pay for the show. And so we'd appreciate any support you can give. And we hope you've enjoyed the weekly video podcast we've been doing. We've done enhanced podcasts or video podcasts for over five years on a regular basis. We're still going to do a video podcast every once in a while on special occasions, maybe like San Diego Comic-Con coming up and things like that. But for iTunes subscribers or anyone subscribed to our RSS feed, we're going to be going back to just the MP3 format for a while. And then you can always see the pictures of the items we're discussing in the amazing photo galleries on our website. And again, thank you so much to everyone who's pledged so far. Your financial support means the world to all of us.
3: It is true, you know, and a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, I'll be watching the show and our video enhancers actually have senses of humor that come through in that show. Like, I'll be watching and being like, oh, that was that was funny. Whoever did this had a really neat little thing to put in there. So personally, I would like to see us continue with it if we can get there. Oh yeah, it's
2: not out of a lack of desire, and those guys, we're just trying to make it so that they don't burn out, and if we're not able to bring more in of their quality, then we're just going to reduce their workloads a little for the time being. But we will be back with a show where we're going to be looking at something brand new. In addition to looking at some Hasbro stuff, I have picked up the entire series of Play Arts. Kai variant anime style Marvel figures. Ooh. I got them at a considerable
3: bargain, but is it even worth what I paid? <laughs>
1: That, that statement always makes me nervous there.
3: Well, secretly, I'm kind of hoping not because I've been eyeballing those things and I just I cannot pull the trigger on the individual price of some of those figures. And I don't need yet another line to fall in love with. So.
1: Well, Justin, considering the fact that he did the entire line, I mean, I've been getting international shipments here for the last few weeks. I'm guessing that they're worth it. So you may uh-huh. want to have to go out and start finding out where he got these for a song. Oh,
3: man, that Venom keeps calling my name, and even that cool-looking Iron Man calls my name, and then there's an even cooler-looking Spider-Man. I don't... Ugh. Here's the thing, Justin.
2: I'm going to be bringing them all with me to C2E2 that we are going to be at starting tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I love C2E2. It usually is the unofficial kickoff of convention season. We've ever been to a few this year anyway, but... It's really big. It's really fun. I love the Hyatt there. It's an amazing Hyatt. We always have a great time.
2: Saturday night is drink and draw where the drawing doesn't really happen, but there's lots of drinking.
1: That is correct. We will be found in the Hyatt bar, which is connected to the convention center. It's really great. Like from Thursday night to Sunday afternoon, I will not see the outside. It's fabulous, but it's connected. Come and join us. Have a drink with us. I'm sure you'll find us in the bar. We're usually allowed, have a big table, and have lots of fun.
2: But I will be bringing the Play Arts Kai figures with me so I can show them to you, Justin, and then we will be doing a review on our next show, which is out in two weeks. It's time to bring it back down to Earth. And then after C2E2, looking forward, there's, of course, Wizard World St. Louis, Wizard World Madison. But then I am looking forward to Indiana Comic Con, the last weekend of April, first weekend of May.
1: Yeah, there's going to be some fun things there. First of all, Leah Thompson is appearing, Arnie. I know. Okay.
2: I met her once at San Diego Comic-Con. I might be bringing a lot more items for her to sign at this one and maybe do some photo ops and things.
1: But there's also something else really cool going on and we can't give you too many details on it just yet, but we are hosting a screening of a certain Marvel movie. The first Marvel movie. There will be some giveaways associated with it. If you're at the convention, you're going to get a chance to see some screen-used props.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be bringing some of my Howard the Duck collectibles to just display. Not anything too fragile. I doubt if anything screen-used, but maybe some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I recently won some auctions for things like Howard the Duck record album covers that were used in pre-production. Not like... The Thomas Dolby ones, but actually album covers from Duck World. So all of that's going on at Indiana Comic-Con. So if you haven't made your plans to be there yet, start planning. It's about six weeks away. So we hope to see you at C2E2. And then we will be back in two weeks with a look at those Play Arts figures and some Hasbro
3: toys. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Marvelicious Toys YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-Marvel-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at Toys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, and Barrett. Marvelicious Website Design by Jason. Graphic Design by Justin. Photo Editing by Scott Curtis and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. And we got the Fig Arts,
2: and we got the Mizco, we got the Fig Yards, we got the
1: Mezco, the 112.
2: The
3: this is the the black widow body that we've been getting we've seen sharon carter use much of this body previously in the target three pack we even get that kind of Sh- sharon carter was in the three pack this sharon? is sharon carter Yeah, Not sharon carter who's the peggy. other carter? peggy carter
1: peggy. No. who's the one that
3: maria hill Maria Hill, thank you.
1: <laughs> Not even close to Peggy Carter or Sharon Carter, but okay.
3: All these shield chicks look the same to me, man.
1: Oh, you keep you're getting like older, that. they keep
3: staying the same age. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. Yes, they do. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, yeah, this is the body that we've seen on Black Widow a few times and Peggy Hill recently in that three-pack from Target. Maria Hill. <laughs> did I say Peggy Hill? You did. Like King, King of the of Hill. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs>
3: God, Bobby!
1: (laughs) Oh my God, that was really good,
3: (laughs) Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Let's start with Maria Hill. Off air. Does
2: this point up or down? Is it supposed to be like a giant (laughs) crown, or
3: does it supposed to cover his ass? It it covers his ass, but I I just turned it around the other way. It's like his fancy going out outfit. (laughs)
1: It is. That's how we had it.
3: <laughs> He's stepping out tonight. He's got his collar popped.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I started looking at pictures online. I'm like, wait, there's no giant yeah. collar. <laughs> it's like a cape. I got it. <laughs> it. It's
1: it's a giant leaf he cut off the plant at his house. It's got a stem and everything. He
2: lives in Florida. Looks like a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> We've been focusing on six inches for so long, but three and three quarter inch needs love too. Ah!